Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachalki. What's up, TP? How you living, man? I'm doing well, man. It's the heart of the summer, and fantasy football season is upon us, so it's always an exciting time. Yeah, fantasy football's right around the corner. We got yeah. a good hoop session earlier today. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm 100 years old playing in this heat. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely hot out there. All right, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. Like you said, Tyler, I know it's only the preseason, but I'm excited to have football back this week. The Hall of Fame induction ceremony was over the weekend as well, and I know you have a NFL Hall of Fame-themed two-minute drill prepared for me, so I can't wait for that at the end of the show. Also, the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook released their over-under win totals for this upcoming NBA season, and I have a list of 10 teams that stood out to me. So I want to see if Tyler can a guess what Vegas has predicted uh, as the totals for these teams uh, that I have chosen. And then if he thinks that it will be over or under what Vegas says. Uh, But first I want to once again, thank David blue for coming on the show last week. It was great having him come on and share his story. Uh, If you missed last week, uh, we had two time EuroLeague champion, David blue on the show. You should definitely go back yeah, and take good stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely so go back and work. take a listen to that. But uh, what were some of the highlights for you uh, last week, TP? Um, I think it's always good for me uh, when I can talk to someone that's played basketball at a high level. Is kind of as Jalen Rose would put it, peeking behind the curtain. You know, just talking to him about you know guys that he you know the way they develop players, um, their routines, uh, the guys he played against before you know they go to the league, um, little things like that. Just seeing what what it's really, really like to play it at a high level like that. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely my favorite part of last week was him talking about uh, his experience overseas and how the Euro League kind of works with all the divisions and everything and how teams can win multiple championships in the same year yeah. and even though they play in so many different leagues. So I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah he, yeah, he was an awesome guest. It was, it was really cool. I mean, he's a legit – pro basketball player 10 years pro overseas and playing four years at usc those are big time accomplishments yeah definitely but all right so thank you again david blue for uh coming on we really appreciate it uh and he i was talking to him after the show a couple days after and he said he definitely wants to come back on uh the show once basketball season starts so uh be on the lookout for his return yeah no that would be awesome but all right, let's get into these uh, over unders yeah, uh, for yeah. the NBA. So the Las Vegas. I already know they fucked up a bunch of stuff just because <laughs> I know people's betting. Yeah, betting habits. Yep. All right, so the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, uh, like the most credible like yeah. odds maker in yeah. Vegas. 
It's got the it's got the biggest sample size. You can see how people are, you know, the trending votes. Yeah. So, all right, TP, I want to see if you can guess out of the all 30 teams who had the m- highest uh project- projected win total. Warriors. Okay. All right. Well, you are correct. Yeah. Do you want to take a, take a guess at what it, what you, what it was? What Ve- what Vegas has their over under as yeah. far as win goes? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say sixty one. That's pretty close. Pretty close. What yeah, sixty two and a half. Yeah, that's uh, that's about right. Yeah. I th- I mean, I think that they have the ability, obviously, to win the high sixties, but they don't necessarily have to. I, I see them around the 60, 61, 62 win mark. Yeah, I mean they were fifty eight and twenty four last year. They added Boogie Cousins, even though he is going to miss the beginning part of the season. Obviously, that adds a couple more wins to your to your win total when yeah. you have the team that you have yeah. returning. But uh, they were also the only team that Vegas had in the sixties. Yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't put any other team in the sixties, and I would still probably take the over on them if I had to bet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, if I had to bet, I would take the over just because I don't. I, I can't bet on them losing more than 20 games. You know? Yeah. So at, at that point, you got to take the over, but that's still not a great bet. No. All right. Who do you think had the least out of all 30 teams? Atlanta Hawks. You are correct. Yeah. No, they're they're looking bad. What, what do you th- What do you think Vegas had them at? Uh, probably. I'm gonna go 22 games. 22. You're pretty close. What? 23 and a half. 23 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It's gonna be a rough one for them. I don't. I don't really know what they're doing. They're just trying to, you know, see if they got something with, with Trey Young. All I hope is that they're patient. You know, don't don't judge him until, you know, the back half of next year, or year three. You know, he's still so young and, and slight, you know, slight frame. He's got to get his game together. Steph Curry didn't light it up right right up the jump. Yeah, I saw uh, ESPN uh, did a whole like poll of uh, a bunch of writers. On who they thought was going to be rookie of the year, and yeah, uh, that, that's some disrespect. Trey Young got zero percent. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not saying I would bet on him being rookie of the year, but he's definitely not zero percent. That's for sure. Well, the guy's got a chance. I mean, he plays on the worst team. He's going to get as many shots as he wants. Well, he's definitely going to take those shots for sure. Yeah, they got rid of they got rid of Schroeder. You know, Jeremy Lin's a solid a solid backup or you know starter. Yeah, on how Trey Young goes. But Brooklyn's going to be right there uh, as, like, the worst record. Orlando, oh, for sure. Orlando. Yeah, Sacramento. no, I mean, the Hawks The Hawks are going to be looking at the top of the lottery again next year. Yeah. All right. Which before, could be good. I mean, you know. Yeah, it could work It could work out for them. Get, what if we get uh, What if we get him, play, Trey Young, playing with, like, Zion, you know. Oh, my like goodness. Something like that. Or Sharif. Yeah, that'd be nuts. That could be good. All right, before we get into the, the 10 that really stood out to me, where do you think they had the Lakers? Oh, they they disrespected the Lakers for sure. Um, Vegas probably had them at like forty two wins. No, they had them much higher. Okay, good. Forty eight and a half. All right, that's what that's what I would have said. Forty actually forty eight is like the number in my head that I would like. You know, that's like okay. The so over are you under. are you taking the over or the under? Uh, at forty eight. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard bet. If you, if you had a hundred dollars in mythical money yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. If I if I had to bet forty eight wins, so like the the over under is forty eight. So forty eight and a half. Okay, so they got to win forty nine. Yeah. God, that's tough. I don't know. I don't want to bet against the Lakers. I mean, in real life, I'd probably take the bet. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably so say you, over. You're saying over. But I mean, that's me as a Laker fan. 
That's okay. I, I got them right, like I got I, them right around that mark of wins though, forty six to forty eight. Oh, I have right, right I, under fifty. I'd say I'd have them at forty eight to fifty. Forty eight to fifty wins this Fif- year. Fifty wins is a fucking success. Oh yeah. But I also think it's gonna take forty six, forty seven wins to make the playoffs for the West this year. Oh for sure, for sure. It's definitely gonna be most of the teams. In the playoffs in the West are going to have 50 wins. I just saw that one. That one ESPN analyst did his. He went through the schedule and did all of his wins, and he had LA as the ninth seed. Oh, that was a joke. And he had San Antonio as the tenth seed. LeBron hasn't missed the playoffs in like ever since his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time he ain't missing this year. That's for sure. All right, so I got I got the list of ten right now, and so we're going to start with. Here, let's see. Who do I want to start with? All right, we're going to start with the Miami Heat. Where do you think Vegas has their win total projection? All right. I think Vegas probably has Miami at 41. 41 and a half. Yeah, yeah 500 basketball team. I'm yeah. taking, and I'm taking the over. I'm bet, I, that's a team that I would bet against Vegas to see because, like, I wouldn't have them at 41 wins. I'd have them higher. Yeah, definitely. I'd. I mean, they won 44 games last year. I don't think they're going to take a few steps back and lose a couple games. I think they're a strong contender to fight for home court advantage in the East, Eastern Conference yeah, this year. Yeah, they have a good core, and they've played together for a long time. And if Hassan Whiteside is playing, you know, even even at 80%, um, they're definitely making the playoffs. And you, you're right. They're battling for home court. Yeah. So you're taking the over on that? Definitely taking the over on that one. I'd I'd probably take the over on That's that. That's probably well. my most confident bet so far. Okay. All right. The other ones are right on the line. All right. Number two, the Milwaukee Bucks. Where do you think Vegas has their win total projection at? I think they probably got them at like what forty five wins. Well, pretty close. Forty six and a half. They yeah. were they were forty four and thirty eight last year. Yeah. Giannis is obviously developed gonna develop. See, that's a that's a that's a bet I walk away from because that, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's like, yeah, I would like to see. I would like to think that the Bucks take the next step and they become the fifty-win team, um, but I'm probably not betting on it. No, I mean Milwaukee has the potential to be a either really good or b can be a be a complete train wreck. Yeah, they could be anywhere from forty to fifty wins. Um, I don't think they're a fifty-win team. That's what I mean. But they could take that step. I mean, they could eat. You know, they have one of the top five players in the league, in my opinion. You know, G. Giannis. And, yeah. And they added Brooke Lopez. And they've stayed together, you know, playing another year together. Chris Middleton's, they still really like him. Um, let Jabari moved on. They're, yeah. They're going to be good. No, it's, they're, they're definitely going to be fighting for the playoffs. They're, I mean, I think in, in, in Milwaukee, their camp, they're saying we're winning the East. That's yeah, their, they're that's very their, confident. Yeah, that's where they're headed. So, all right. Now we got – so basically the way I listed it, I got – Basically, in twos of Eastern and Western Conference out of the 10. All right. So, the next two are Western Conference teams. Okay. And they're both probably going to be in the playoffs, in my opinion. But the first one I'm going to go with, and it's, it's, they like to call this the Texas two step, but uh, the Houston Rockets. Where do you think Vegas has them at? It's also confirmed officially before we started recording that Mello is committed to Houston. They probably got Houston winning, um, 57 games? No. They they have them less. 54 and a half okay. is where they, they're at. 
They're, they were 65 and 17 last year, but obviously they they lost two key pieces. I'm take I'm taking the over on that one. I think they're gonna win a ton of games. I think I, I'm honestly taking the under on that. I think them losing Luke Richard and Bob Mute and Trevor Ariza is really gonna hurt. Yeah. I don't think Melo is the answer. I just know. I just I more have confident. Not not Melo. Melo's not. He, it's D'Antoni sticking with this crew. Chris Paul, James Harden, Eric Gordon, Clint Capella. It's very reminiscent of the olden times, and when his guys are healthy, they ball out. All I'm going to say is it's not, not going to play defense, but they're going to outscore people. All I'm going to say is it's not going to be pretty in the locker room when they lose a game and Melo's on the bench and P.J. Tucker's on the floor in the fourth quarter because Melo's going to come in guns blazing probably. Well, hopefully Melo can play. You know, Hopefully he can get himself out there at the end of the games. We'll see. With P.J. Tucker. We'll see. All right, another team that has been through some turmoil in the in the past, and we're not really used to that, but uh, the San Antonio Spurs, they obviously added DeMar DeRozan. They lose Kawhi Leonard. Uh, where do you think the Vegas has the Spurs at? I got to imagine I'm going to take the over on this one, but I'd say Vegas has them at, what, uh, like 44, 45 wins? 43 and a half. Yeah, so I would take the over. I think you take the I, over. Yeah, I assumed you know I assumed teams like the Lakers and the Spurs. I would take the over on most betters. Yeah, and then I'm sure if I saw Denver, or New Orleans, I'd probably take the under. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm gonna. I sure I see less wins than what Vegas has got. Yeah. No, I mean, let's let's face the facts. The Spurs won 47 games last year and made the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard. Now they're going to have a healthy DeMar DeRozan. He's in a new new town, new new chemistry, all of that. Oh, the Spurs are the Spurs are looking good to me. Yeah. I mean, I like the way the Spurs team looks, but I always like how the Spurs team looks. Yeah, I, I would probably also take the over just on 43 and a half as just well. Just getting Rudy Gay back, LaMarcus, and, and DeMar, I think. You know, that's two of the best half-court offensive players in the game. They're going to yeah. be able to get a bucket on anybody, anytime. Yeah, for sure. And then, obviously, I love DeJounte. Yeah. Well, speaking of DeMar DeRozan, now his former team, mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors, where does where do you think Vegas has them at? They have Kawhi Leonard now. Yeah, I'd say I'd, they probably have them up there a little bit, uh, 47 wins. No, you, you're you're pretty far off on, on this one. Yeah. They have yeah, them much higher. Yeah, I went in over 50 games. 54 and a half. Yeah, see, I'm taking the under on that. Really? Yeah. I mean, I they could easily crush it, but I just going on a Kawhi that hasn't played with them or anywhere in the last year, um, pissing off Lowry. They got rid of their coach too soon. Um, I just think this team's destined to underachieve. See, I think this is the perfect like range for them. I you think know, I would like to think that old Kawhi is going to come back and be the best player in the East, but I just not really sold. That's on that. well, that's exactly where my thought process is. Is that's what I'm counting on. I think the the Raptors have a chance to repeat at, at having the best record in the East for yeah, the regular see, season. I don't think there's any way in hell they have more wins than Boston, for sure. And well, then Philly, I'm I'm basically like if they're playing, if they're healthy, they're they're better. My thing is, is that. I think the Eastern Conference this year is going to be similar to the Western Conference of old where everybody beats up on each other. 
And I think there's there's there might not be a lot of parity between the two conferences, but I think within both conferences there's going to be a lot of competition and a lot of teams with records very close to each other. I think Boston and Philly are the only two threats to win 60 games coming out of the East. I don't think they have a chance to win 60 games yeah. next and, year. And I mean, I think maybe three or four teams win win 60 games. I don't, you know, in the East, I really honestly don't see a ton of 50 win teams. Mm, I the don't Raptors know. are going to be right there, though. I don't think they're going to be way over 50. I'm taking the under at 54 for sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to. I need to go lay some of these bets down. <laughs> I mean, I know this. What, when are we going to Vegas? When, when's the TSK show taking God, over Vegas? Damn, 54 wins. Come on. <laughs> All right. Now, the next team I want to talk about, they have a new coach. They are in the midst of trying to rekindle a fire of old. Yeah, the Detroit Pistons. How'd you know? Well, I mean, new coach re- rekindling the old. <laughs> How be, did you know? It's got to be the Detroit Pistons. And uh, All right, where do, you, where do you think that Vegas has Detroit? This one's hard to judge because... I mean the the ones I've been wrong have been more wins, but I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 43. No, lower actually. Yeah. 37 and a half. I'm taking over on that one for sure. You're taking the over? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think they're gonna have a a, a winning record and a playoff spot. Interesting. Yeah. Because the, I mean, last year they were 39 and 43. Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are two of the best players in the Eastern Conference, and and I think Dwayne Casey coming in is pissed off. Hey, listen, yeah, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm yeah. I would take the over on that bet as well. I yeah. think Detroit is going to be a force to reckon with in the East, with obviously the shifting of powers with LeBron leaving. Yeah. All right, next team we got the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, see, this is your one, favorite team. This is one where they probably have them at like 47 wins. 47 and a half. And I would have them more at like 41, 42. Interesting. Yeah, I Interesting. would take the under on that one. I would probably. Well, last year I rode that to the very last game of the season and they ended up not making the playoffs. So. I would really hope for a push if I were taking a bet yeah. on this because I think 47 is probably where they're going to be. They yeah. won 46 games last year. The, yes, they re-signed Will Barton. Yes, they locked up Jokic and all of that, but they pretty much have the same team. Yeah. So it. Yeah, they're good. I need to. I mean, I need to give them a little more respect, but I just don't see it. I don't see them as a threat in the West. But you never know. Jokic is a special player, and Ant Davis won a playoff series last year by himself. So Denver could do some damage. Yeah, definitely. All right, next team, Dallas Mavericks. This is a tough team to to gauge. I don't yeah. know. You know, it'd be interesting to see what their what their uh, you know their team is talking as far as like where where they're trying expectations to reach expectations goals. Um, I gotta imagine their goal this year is to make the playoffs. I think that I don't should think, be their goal, but I don't, I don't think it's attainable. I don't think they're gonna make. I I think this year they're gonna miss the playoffs, but they're right there. I don't think they should try to be a lottery team. You think year. you think they're like a nine to eleven? Yeah, uh, yeah, they'll be right there. They'll be in the mix. I think with with uh, with Denver and New Orleans and Minnesota and all those teams. All right. Well, where do you think Vegas has them at? Uh, probably, I'm gonna say thirty nine wins. Thirty nine? Nope. Thirty four and a half. Yeah. Thirty four and a half. But see, I would stay away from that bet because I just really don't know. You know, they could be really bad. Yeah, I mean, you they, know, if Doncic isn't isn't playing great, and Dirk, you know, is a hundred years old, 
um, you know, Dennis Smith is an undersized point guard, you know, scoring yeah. point guard. So it's like they could be really bad. I mean, it's a 10, 10 game improvement from last year. Yeah. So. But they were but they expected to be in the lottery last year. Right. I think with, you know, with getting Doncic and DeAndre Jordan and, you know, all these guys coming There's in. a lot of, there's a lot of potential in Dallas. Yeah. So I I guess I would probably take the over on that bet, okay. but I wouldn't it's not like one of that's not my most confident bet of the day. Okay. All right. Two more teams. Yeah. Indiana. Indiana, I think um I think 48, 47, 48. 47 and a half. Yeah, that's, so? that's a good – that's about where I would put They were 48 too. and 34 last year. Yeah, I think they're – like I said, they're going to be one of the, the uh, playoff teams that are right under 50 wins for the East. I think you're going to have a number of them. Yeah. Milwaukee, you know, Miami. Yeah. All right, last team. And this, this one I think was kind of the most shocking – because of all of the initial hype when they made some of these free agent signings that they, they made this summer mm-hmm. and also how they did in the draft uh, this year and last year. But uh, what do you think uh, Vegas has the Chicago Bulls at? God damn it. This is a, this is a trap team too because they could come out and win some games, but I have a feeling they're going to be back in the lottery. Okay. So uh, where, where do you think Vegas has them at? I'm gonna say Vegas has them. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 38 wins again. 38. Yep. All right. Well, you're 11 off. Is that way high? Way lower. 27 and a half. Yeah. See, that's probably more right. Well, I mean, that the reason it just stood out to me is because everyone thinks this lineup of Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Jabari Parker, Lowry Markinen, and Wendell Carter Jr. is gonna be something spectacular. Yeah, but it's like, can they keep that starting five together for two, three more seasons? Well, exactly. I mean, but it that's was just, a great lineup on paper. On paper, exactly. And I, I would think because Vegas is an on-paper business, I would have thought that Vegas might have had their win total a little bit higher. Yeah, so you can go lay a bet down that they're going to win 30 games. Exactly. And that you're taking that over, and that's a win. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what the odds on that are because that, that's probably a pretty good bet if you're taking the over. That could probably have 30 wins, yeah. Yeah, From a team that has a couple players that have a you know, Zach Levine and Jabari Parker, those are two kids that have had some success. And Laurie Markin obviously had a great rookie year, yeah, definitely. So, all right, that was that was my list of 10, but um, I kind of want to go over real quick uh, who Vegas has making the playoffs, yeah, uh, in each conference. So, we'll start with the East in order, they have it as the Celtics, the Raptors, the Sixers. The Pacers, the Bucks, the Wizards, the Heat, and the Pistons. How, what What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, so they got the Celtics as the one seed, the yeah. the Raptors as the two seed, Sixers three, Pacers four, Bucks five, Wizards six, Heat seven, Pistons eight. Yeah, that's about that's about perfect. I'm trying to think of the team that would be outside looking in on the, in that scenario. Yeah, um, Indiana or no, not Indiana. Nah, they're they're in there. Yeah, I, that's a pretty. I mean, that's a pretty solid eight. That's probably the. Those are probably the eight teams that I would pick. I might shuffle them around a little bit, but it's yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, might play with the order a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, obviously Orlando, Orlando, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Yeah, they're not making uh, it. They're all going to be in the lottery. I don't think the Knicks are going to be able to. You know, no, not recover, with Por- not with Porzingis. Porzingis most of the season. 
Um, yeah, and then, I mean, really, I, I don't think the Bulls could be the surprising team to move up the board a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and maybe the Hornets, but I doubt the Hornets are going to be. No, I don't team. think the Hornets are going to be anything this year. Yeah, so, and, and Cleveland's probably on that, you know, I think Cleveland's probably on the lower end of the team looking at Cleveland's the not winning more than 30 games this they're, year. They're looking at the lottery. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you're probably right. All right, and then um, the Western Conference, they have it as the Warriors 1, Rockets 2, Thunder 3, Lakers 4, Jazz 5, Nuggets 6, Pelicans 7, Timberwolves 8. Yeah, so you got to put the Spurs in there. Yeah. Um, I think the Spurs then, what, make they it. Had, they, had, they had Portland on the outside? Yeah, they have Portland on the outside. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't really like uh, – yeah, God, it's 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 tough. I would probably take. I mean, I just I don't really see Denver. Um, Minnesota's in there. Yep. Yeah. See, I got I got Minnesota over Denver. I I think I uh, I have New Orleans and San Antonio over Denver. I I I think New Orleans is probably my eight seed. I th- I um, I would Port- probably. But Portland's gonna be Portland's gonna be in the mix too. So it's like if. I would probably take Denver and New Orleans, and I would swap them out for Portland and San Antonio. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Is yeah. I would I would swap out Denver and New Orleans for Portland and San Antonio. But it's so hard to you know say no to New Orleans because of how good Anthony Davis is, and he showed that he can you know he won a playoff series. Yeah, um, I mean I I think. But the rest of the league, there the rest of the West. Um, I would just play with the order with the rest of the West because it's I, not really. Yeah, you know that's where Dallas Dallas could be throw them in the mix, but they're probably more likely going to be in the mix with the Kings, and, yeah. and the Grizzlies and those you know those teams. Well, I also think that depending on the Warriors' mindset during the regular season and what they're chasing, obviously they're chasing a ring. Every team's chasing a ring, but what what their goal and mindset is for the regular season. I think the Lakers have a, a very strong potential to have the best record in the West because the Warriors are going to rest their guys and get get them ready for the playoffs. That would be a big steps. That would be a big step. I don't think the Lakers got a shot at win, winning the West. Listen, it's it's a, it's a bold prediction. Guy, you know, like and I, and Bron's going to be way more now, you put them against anyone in a seven-game series, that's different. But I don't think the Lakers will be any lower than the two or the three seed. I think what the Lakers will have is uh, they'll run into teams that are as talented to them as them and lose. You know, they could play, they could lose to some Eastern Conference teams. But, but that's where – that's where get people's best every night. But that's where I think the experience of the veteran guys that they signed in the offseason will come in handy – W- along with chemistry Le- is going to be a big big deal on this team you know? yeah but Other i think the young guys mesh with the new guys coming in i think lebron is going to be able to bridge that gap yeah it might take a while though we might see it you know it might no it might eight, you might see an eight nine start that would be brutal but that, that's how that's you know it could but happen no that's how, that's how but it no, happened but you're right they'll make they'll make it work so I think I think the Lakers as a three or four seed is is where they should be. I think they're definitely having home court advantage in the playoffs. That's that's something I uh, would be willing I, to put my money on. But I also don't on. think I also don't think they're going to win more games than the Warriors and the Rockets. I think they I think they have a better chance to have a better record than the Rockets than the Warriors. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, let's let's talk a little football yep, here. Let's do it. Uh, I got I got a couple. Gri- well, I got a gripe. You got a gripe. Yep. And then. Uh, Something somebody's returning to the field. Yep. So Aaron Donald, obviously star defensive lineman for 
the Los Angeles Rams is still holding out. And it's really frustrating for me to see the team prioritize all these other players. Don't get me wrong. Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley are great players, deserve all the money in the world that, and all the money that they got. Yeah, it's not other guys' money. It's the lack of his money. Right. Aaron Donald should be the number one priority for the Rams. And the fact that it's not looking like his holdout is going to end anytime soon it's really frustrating for Rams fans. Yeah, no, you want to see that guy on the field. He's the center of your defense. He's who, you know, every week when you watch TV, he's, he's who they cover. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. The the Rams are in a very lucky situation to have been able to sign Ndamukong Sue as well yeah. this offseason, yeah. but Aaron Donald shits on Ndamukong Sue. Yeah, I mean, uh, last year, you know, but Ndamukong Sue gives them all the leverage, unfortunately. For sure. Because, I mean, Ndamukong Sue can come in and fill Donald's shoes better than anybody else in the league. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I mean, it's the same with Seattle and Earl Thomas. Obviously, the same scenario. He's holding out. He wants a contract extension. Um, he recently came out to the public and said, trade me or, or, you know, give me an extension. Yeah, which was so, – I mean, that's I mean, basically what he's been saying this whole time. Yeah, I just uh, – you know – I really want the Seahawks to uh, sign him. Obviously, I want them to pay him. I don't care about the money. I, I wouldn't mind if they gave him the biggest contract of any safety in the league. I think he deserves that. And uh, what I hope is that we see him give him the money and see that we still have a window of opportunity to win Super Bowls. Right For sure. Now. You know, I don't, I'm not really ready to say the door is closed, but without Earl, that's a, that's a huge, huge uh, step in the wrong direction, I think. Yeah, I mean, definitely – with the Legion of Boom and that whole era that the Seahawks have been yeah, with in. with Cam retiring, Richard Sherman's gone. Yeah, you know. Earl Thomas is the heart and soul of that defense. Yeah, and just, the, and just the position that he plays in the scheme that we run, you know, he's the center fielder. He takes up almost the entire field. Yeah, he's the, the rover. Field. We need him. We have to change everything without him. Um, but, at the, you know, I don't know what the, what the locker room's like, you know what I mean? I don't know if they're trying to move on with these new guys. Um, and completely, you know, leave Earl in the past, or if they are trying to get Earl in, it just hasn't happened business-wise. Yeah. You know? um, I would like to think Pete Carroll is trying to get him in, but I'm I just I mean, know. listen, I'm sure both sides would love to be able to stay together, but yeah. at I the end of the day... I hope we're not just sitting there lowballing them every day. You know what I mean? I hope that One would like, hope not. Yeah, I hope that we're, we're trying to make it happen and just hasn't quite happened yet, but... Yeah, so... All right, another another topic... Obviously, preseason football begins this week. We had the Hall of Fame game last week before the induction ceremony over the weekend. Mm -hmm. But Andrew Luck is about to take the field for the first time in forever, and it just so happens to be against your Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, what, are your, what are your thoughts? I think he's going to be fine. It's going to be rust. There's going to be a lot of rust. The preseason is going to be great for him. Yeah. Um, this is probably the most excited he's ever been for a preseason, I would assume. And, yeah, uh, I mean. Rightfully so. This is going to be a good time for him to get the rust off. There will probably be some plays that don't look right. You know, there will probably be some plays where you think, you know, he he lost it. But He's got to get the timing back. I think by game one, Andrew Luck's going to be right back in the elite, uh, the elite group, that, that elite word that they always want to throw around with quarterbacks. I hope so. Um, I think he is. I mean, he's the best quarterback recruit I've ever seen, so. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't played two years though, so it's it's always hard to bet on someone that hasn't played in two seasons. But the pro he is, um, the experience he has, and being able to play these four games in the preseason are going to be big time for him. 
Yeah. Do you, do you so think I'm looking for him to you know get some rust off and and let it loose a little bit? How many how many offensive series do you see him playing against Seattle in the first game? Oh man, it's tough. The first game, you know. I feel like first team in the first game of the preseason usually gets about three to four offensive series, and that's no, about it. No, no, I think you're you're a little more limited. Um, you think it's even less? I think franchise quarterbacks go out there and they play one p- possession. That w- yeah. I think franchise guys are going out there and play one possession. I was gonna say I think Lux probably got a scenario where he play he goes out one possession. If he's feeling good, he'll do two, and that's the max. Yeah. I don't think you see it more than two possessions. Okay. Yeah, just it's not worth it. I think by you know by week three and week four you start playing them a little more. Okay. Yeah. All right. It te- I mean it tends to be like the third string quarterback plays third string quarterback fourth string quarterbacks will play the whole second half. Yeah, I mean Lamar Jackson played the whole second half for the Ravens in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, and that that game's weird, even more weird than the preseason. Yeah, you know that game's really just. That one's just a good opportunity for the guys on those two teams to get looks, you know. Yeah, for it's basically sure. Basically, live a live scrimmage. Yeah. All right. So, like we like we were talking about, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony was over the yeah. weekend, and what's what's really cool in is in this time that we're living in right now, most of the guys that we've grown up watching in yeah. all in all sports really we're, we're are starting the, to get inducted into the hall of fame yeah all the hall of fame inductees at this point are guys we saw play their like i mean i saw almost all those guys entire career yeah um outside of outside of maybe ray lewis i saw you know every single season these these guys played yeah and and there are they give eight uh inductees but five of them are first ballot yeah or five, or five of them are within the first like I forget couple first years. couple years yeah. of eligibility, and then the other three are held like if you you know if you miss that window, yeah, you you're only voting through like older players basically for yeah. different generations. Um, it's just a way to keep like older players to still have a shot because you'd basically only be voting younger players constantly. But right. yeah, I I came up with a two minute drill about the the big five guys. Yeah. Um, that we grew up seeing. That we grew up watching that were inducted into the Hall of Fame. All right, so what's your first question, and what player is it about? Yeah, so we're going to start out with, and these aren't very hard questions. These are more just like opinions, but I want to go more down memory lane. Um, the first one's Randy Moss. Okay. You know, the great wide receiver. Rand University, baby. In my eyes, best ever. Um, if Randy Moss were in his prime today, who would you want to see him play for? A, Detroit Lions with Matt Stafford. B, the New England Patriots with Tom Brady. Um, C, Carolina with Cam Newton. Um, or D, New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees. Interesting. I'm going to probably have to go with Matt Stafford because I think in Detroit with the offense that they run when they had Calvin Johnson, yeah. I very, think they could do the exact same thing. Very similar to Culpepper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of – Stafford is my the guy I would love to see. You know, I thought of bigger guys, big physical quarterbacks. Exactly. Those are more his – I would love to see him because, with Ben Roethlisberger. Just because his ability to get downfield and to make people look stupid and jump ball scenarios. Yeah, I think um, I think Randy Moss could yeah. be perfect in Pittsburgh. And then uh, you got – okay, you got 6'4", 210 pounds. Um, 47 inch vertical, a 4.25 40-yard dash. Um, just, just for some reference, six feet four inches tall, 47 inch vertical. That means his head 
the top of his head, not his arms, the top of his head is at 10 feet, three inches. So if, you know, you played basketball, his head's three inches over the rim at that point. Um, that was his pro day at Marshall. Uh, and he was a hell of a high school basketball player, is, too. Is anyone in, in your lifetime impressed you more than that physically at any position? You know, In like, football? Yeah, people like Clowney, Vic, Cam Newton. Have you ever seen a physical talent like Randy Moss? I don't, I don't think I have. Just because, and the reason why I ask that question is because I think he's physically the most gifted player for his position. Yeah. Ever. I mean, there's some, there's some offensive linemen like Jonathan Ogden. They're six ten with this crazy strength. You know, there's there's these elite like edge rusher guys that have this freaky athleticism. Deion Sanders Here, is another guy. Here's the thing. But with the size and the length and the jumping and the speed. Here's the thing. What do you call? When you yeah. get a one-handed catch on somebody, yeah, you got mossed. Okay. Well, and and it's just I think he's the kind of guy where if you were to, you know, you had a machine that was making football players, and you he'd could, be the prototype. If you could make a wide receiver, it would be him. Which is why I think he's the best receiver ever. He didn't he didn't have the production that Jerry Rice did. I mean, he got close, but he got very close. He had you know he had a little more you know things off the field sometimes yeah and, he had a little you know, bit more pizzazz to him yeah but i, I think naturally greatest wide receiver ever I, I i no argument from me from me and uh to move it on then now to the next player i'll just keep it within the position with terrell owens um another guy that's you know one of I the best him. to ever do it yep all right um so my question is is why don't people put to ahead of jerry and randy he's eighth all-time in receiving yards um, third and third all time in receiving touchdowns and second all time in receiving yards. It's because of all the off the field stuff. Yeah, he's uh, a diva. Yeah, he ran through a lot of quarterbacks. Um, yeah, he ran through a lot of quarterbacks. He did, did he do more with less? Did he? I mean, he, so the majority of his touchdowns came from guys like Jeff Garcia and Tony Romo. Yeah. Um, whereas you know Jerry had Montana and Young. Um, Randy, I mean, he played with Brady, but he, he really worked with a lot of different guys. Culpepper, yeah. Randall Cunningham. I think guys. I think one thing that Terrell Owens and Randy Moss have in common is you could put the ball anywhere and they will go get it. They're production guys, too. I mean, they just have T.O. and Randy just happen to have these insane numbers at yeah. the same time. You know what I mean? I said I said T.O.'s second in receiving yards, Randy Moss's third. Um, I said T.O. is third in touchdown, Randy Moss is second. Yeah, you look at the record books, yeah. these names are interchangeable. Yep, I think uh, they're they're the two that are right behind Jerry, but I still don't think people are ready to put him ahead of Jerry. No, I don't. Because of his production. But yeah. I think if his stats aren't there, you know, the rings aren't there, then these guys are right, you know, easily awash with Jerry Rice. Yeah. What's your favorite T.O. moment? Oh, the star. Yeah. The star. The star. The star as a niner, right? Yeah. 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 Him going to the star. Yep. As a, yep. That's, that's always, no. It's gotta be, it's gotta be one of the better Uh, ones. And then if we're talking off the field, it's him doing the workout in the driveway. Yeah. Eating, wasn't he eating like Big Macs and stuff? Yeah. Something like that. That might have been Chad. Or or the popcorn through the helmet. That's a good one. The popcorn one. I always, I, I was watching the Monday night game that he signed the football. Oh, that was always a good one in my eyes. And then obviously the crying, uh, that's my quarterback. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll move on. We're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. Yes, um, these guys are the hard hitters. 
I'm going to start with uh, Brian Dawkins. I, I'm going to just say right now, these three guys are probably three of the hardest hitters ever in the NFL. Yeah, these are the 99 overalls in Madden every yep. year. These guys yep. are bona fide studs. Obviously, first ballot Hall of Famers, all three of them. Brian, Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins, Weapon X. Um, Ray Lewis has one of the greatest uh, walkout uh, dances ever, but I think Brian Dawkins is, is honestly better. Just, it's Yeah, it's up there. And so, it's, you know. Uh, he might have the best celebration in the bunch, but uh, Ryan Dawkins won game. I don't know if you heard, have heard this game, um, but one game he had a fumble recovery, he had an interception, he had a receiving touchdown, and he had a sack, <laughs> all in one game. Um, no one, no NFL player has ever done that. It's what we like to uh, call a jack of all trades. Can anyone ever do that again? Can anyone ever record an interception? A sack. A sack. A fumble, a fumble recovery and a receiving touchdown. Yeah. And the receiving touchdown, I would be even more lax is just to say. A, a touchdown. Well, outside of your pick, like the pick six can't be. It'd have like, to be the fumble recovery touchdown. No, no, no. Like if you. Could it be I, a punt I would return? Say, yeah, like a different one. You know, I, I would count a punt return. I would count a kick return. I'd count a rushing touchdown. I'd count a passing touchdown. I'm trying to think. The only other player that I could see doing it. Is J.J. Watt. God damn it. We're yeah. we're on the same page here. Well, I mean, I think he's the obvious one. I think he can definitely get the sack and the forced fumble. Or the, For the sure. fumble recovery. For sure. And then we've seen the guy get sacks before. We've and seen we, him we catch a rec- we've seen him catch a touchdown. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's gotta be JJ Watt. Yeah, and then you know, Patrick Peterson could yeah. be a guy that gets in there on an offensive snap. Yeah, I mean really uh, any I mean any the, of those defensive players. The are, worst receivers become defensive backs. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the most part, yeah. That's uh, no knock on those kids that play defense their whole life. No, lives, yeah, no yeah. knock on those guys. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, if you can't catch the ball, they usually throw you on defense. Yeah, and I, would say, I would say J.J. Is, is definitely the number one candidate in my eyes. Yeah, um, for sure. And I can't really think of a defensive guy that's, like, a great return man, you know. Yeah, Maybe I mean. Pac-Man Jones might have been able to do it back in the day. But maybe, yeah, back in the day in his prime. It's tough. Um, but yeah, Brian Dawkins, Weapon X, one of my favorites. One of the hardest hitting DBs I've ever seen. And then we'll uh, we'll end it with the two middle linebackers. Uh, my two favorite middle linebackers of all time. Yeah, these guys are badasses. These two um, these two guys are the definition of a middle linebacker. Yeah, I think Erlacher is arguably one of the most intimidating players ever. And oh then, my! And then you did the not. The guys, Ray Lewis. So it's like. You did not want to stare across the line of scrimmage at either one of these what guys. What I thought was hilarious was the you know the bald look was always so tough. Uh, yeah, that is a Hall of Fame induction. He's got more a uh, full head of hair. Yeah, now he's got it's a full like, head of hair. So this guy was just rocking that look on purpose, which is badass. All right, so um, which one of these stats is not true? Ooh, about Brian Urlacher. Okay. All right, so three of these are true, which is the the craziest part. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. First one. Um, every single catch of his NFL career was a touchdown. Okay. Every single catch? Every catch Every catch he had in the NFL was a touchdown. Okay. All right. Erlacher returned kicks and punts at the University of New Mexico. Okay. Brian Erlacher had five sacks in one game at the University of New Mexico. He played middle linebacker yeah. in college, too. That's not like... Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Brian Erlacher recorded 25 tackles in one game in the NFL. 25 tackles in one game? So which one of these is false? Which one of those did not happen? 25 tackles in an NFL game, five sacks in college, kick return, punt return in college, every single catch in the NFL was a tutty. 
I'm going to go with he did not receive kicks and punts in college. You're wrong. Wow. I'm glad you said that. Okay, so just just a little background. This is my favorite tidbit about Brian Urlacher. And the entire time, I knew I wanted to get this tidbit in the question. But I <laughs> didn't know how to do it. And so I was like, I gotta, I've got to you know, like mix it in with things because I, I felt like it could be too obvious because it's so much different than everything else. Right, that's but, why. But we have the receiving touchdowns, we've got the special teams, and I got the defensive stats. Yeah. And uh, Brian Urlacher returned 13 kicks and six punts um, in his college days. He, he was extremely fast. He was yeah. a tall athlete. Yeah. Um, when he came out of college, people didn't really know what position he was going to play, if it was inside or outside backer, but – yeah, he did. He did, in fact, return kicks and punts. At, okay, can at, can I get another guess? Yep. I'm gonna guess that not every single catch he had in the NFL was a touchdown. No, nope. every catch. Every catch. Does that include interceptions too? Um, no. Okay. No. All right. Just just receiving. So like. So if, like it was a trick so play. So you go look at his receptions and his touchdowns are equal. <laughs> Um, That's pretty cool for a defensive player to have. Yeah, Zach, and he, re, and he was a special teamer in college. I mean, this is amazing stuff. He never had uh, 25 touchdowns in a game. He he did have 25 <laughs> tackles in a game. You got all <laughs> your three swings wrong. He never had five sacks in a game in college. See, I thought that was, like, for sure a thing. Yeah, yeah. That, hey, I feel good. I, I feel like that you was st- the one where I was just, this was my favorite question. You all, stumped obviously. me. 20, so 25 tackles in one game. Who was it against? Was uh, uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Who was the quarterback at the time? The 25 tackle game? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to think about it for a sec. But, okay. Um, but after that game, a famous post-game press conference, the coach of the uh, Arizona Cardinals at the time was Dennis Green. And we are who, the, who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> and there was a, it was a classic comeback. And, he, you know, he had a lot of crazy stats. I didn't write them all down, but 25 tackles in the game. We are who they thought they were, and they hit us in the mouth. And that was Brian Urlacher. Wow. Yeah, 25 tackles in one wow. game. Wow. Yeah, hey, you, it makes sense why Dennis Green was so fired Aaron, up in that press conference. If, now. It, oh, okay. And, actually, here, here's the other thing. I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't write this down. Um well, I and this is more of a personal story, but when I when I was doing research on Brian Urlacher, he was born in Pasco, Washington, which and, I found out today is in Eastern Washington. Yeah, I didn't know where yeah, Pasco Christ was. It's very, very. Uh, it's it's closer to where you know OMAC, where you know. Oh, really? Where you're familiar? Not not close, but it's closer. It's, oh, okay. It's, uh, it's, it's on the so it's side. it's it's kind of near Spokane. But, uh, yep, yep, Tri-Cities, okay. Pasco. Um, so born in Pasco, lit, grew up in Pasco until he was like 9 or 10, and then moved to New Mexico. Okay. So Brian Erlacher, you know, this whole time, never He's knew. He's technically never, a Washington kid. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, so that was that was a pretty cool thing to um, find out today. Brian Erlacher, the best athlete to come out of Washington? <laughs> well, now it's like, fuck, he's got to be in the running. He's a hall, first ballot Hall of Fame middle linebacker, yeah. you know, so... Um, that was a that was a crazy that was crazy to find out. Um, All right, last question. Last question about Ray Lewis. Um, Ray Lewis is the man. There's so much good stuff. He's such a him. dog. Yeah. Uh, real quick, it just if you remember, I don't want to bring up the negative, but he, you know, he had that altercation off um, off field where he's involved in a murder charge. Um, so he obviously got a lot of bad press. The very next season. The next season, after all these altercations, he won Defensive Player of the Year and the Super Bowl. Yeah. Very next season. That's that's how you bounce back. 
Um, that's how you win the people. That's, that's how you win the people back. That's how people get through adversity. Yeah, you win games. Um, all right, so 17 seasons, all with one team. I know you love that. I love that. Two rings and a walk-off Super Bowl champ. Is he the greatest linebacker ever? And I mean, I know I'm, I know you may not have a huge extensive knowledge of middle linebackers. I mean, there's been a lot of great ones. In the it's league, it's but. it's interesting that you said this because when when we were talking, like when we were going over the show and what we were going to talk about, and you said you wanted to do the two minute drill and you the Hall of the Fame. The question's got to come up with Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher. Exactly, but. because those to me those are the first two names that would come to mind yep. just based off of my football knowledge alone. Obviously, yeah. I know there are a ton of great linebackers yeah. uh, throughout the history of the NFL, but I mean, if we're going off of what I'm what I've seen and yeah, what, and what I'm yeah. what I'm in the last thirty work- seasons. Yeah, what yeah. I'm working with here, it it's got to be one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I personally think Ray Lewis is the greatest. I would. Um, there are great. There are greats from you know like the, the Dick Buckus, the Michael Singletary. You know Michael Singletary is probably Singletary is probably the other guy just because I know he was the, right. the Bears were considered the greatest defense I've ever, and he was their star. So right. like he's he gets he's got to be in, he's got to be there. You know Junior Seau, uh, Derek Brooks revolutionized outside yeah. linebacker. Zach Thomas was a was a great LT. middle linebacker. Um, Lawrence, yep. Lawrence yeah, Taylor. So there's some good names, but I think I think Ray Lewis takes the cake for me. Here's here's another reason. Here's another like like a, a gold star, I guess, for Ray Lewis in in this argument of greatest linebacker of all time is he always uplifted his teammates to get them to another level of talent. Yeah, he's the he's the gold standard of a football captain. Yeah. I mean, he is absolutely 100% the guy. When it comes to the guy that gets people motivated, he, he can talk to superstars. He can talk to people he don't even know. Yeah. You know, he can come up to a kid that's might get cut first one of the biggest <laughs> One of the biggest highlights of his Hall of Fame speech was the fact that they gave him a wireless mic and he was walking around the stage. Of course, he's the, pre- he's the preacher. That's, yeah. That's what he does. And, of course, he's going to have a great a great speech. Um, and he's just, I mean, he turned it around. You know, he might have been a troubled uh, youngster, but the yeah. guy turned turned himself into quite the dude. Um, and to end it, I'm going to say, you know, to go along 17 seasons all, all with Baltimore. Um, in 1996, it was his first season. That was the first season of Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, him and, and Jonathan the, Ogden. In the uh, Yep, Jonathan Ogden in the same draft. What a first round. Um, you know, he stuck, he was with them from year one. Uh, would he still have been a Hall? Do you think he still would have had a Hall of Fame career if he was a Brown? Because the Cleveland Browns had moved right to Baltimore, right? So he was he was essentially in the same scenario as Russell Westbrook with the Sonics. Yeah, because never he never played for him. Yeah, never played for him. But drafted by him. No, I don't think he would have been because the organization. Exactly. Yeah, that that I mean the Baltimore. Their organization got off to a great start by winning a Super Bowl five years after. Yeah, they the, got you – know, they, they were instant contenders, you know, two, three years into their, their existence. Yeah, and I, one, of, one of the things I love about the Baltimore Ravens is they were one of those early teams that did hard knocks. Yeah, and they're just a likable team, I think. Yeah. I, I just – you know, Rex Ryan back in the day with those defenses. Well, yeah. All the star players they've had on defense, you know, Terrell Dude. Suggs and Ed Reed and – all these guys. It's, it's Dude, Terrell great. Suggs, Ed Reed, and Ray Lewis were three of the most nasty defensive players in NFL history. 
yeah. they played on the same team, on the same defense yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yep. They had some, they had some great players come through there. Um, and Ray Lewis was argue, obviously the best Raven ever. Yeah. He, oh, he's definitely the best Raven ever for sure. Yeah. But all right. That's that's it. That's, uh, yeah, a hall of fame. that's a Hall of Fame edition. Yeah, congratulations to everybody inducted to the NFL Hall of Fame. Yes, if sir. you're listening, we hope you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be dope. What up? <laughs> what up, guys? But yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a quick one today. But uh, you got a shout out before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm gonna shout out the the man Isaiah Thomas. Uh, just had his Zeke end up at oh yeah, um, up in Tacoma, Washington at Tacoma Community College. Uh, had a bunch of NBA players come out. Uh, that's always cool to see at at Tacoma CC. People like Kuzma and Zach Levine and Iman Shumpert. Kuzma all, showed out. Yeah, it's, it's 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 awesome to see people like Kyle Kuzma getting up there because Seattle doesn't have a team anymore. So it's I I know for that community it's great to get those guys up there and see NBA yeah, definitely. stars. You know, definitely because they don't have an opportunity to see him. Definitely. All right, I let you know beforehand that you were gonna really like my shout out. Yeah. So my shout-out this week is to the 13 University of North Carolina Tar Heel football players that got caught selling team-issued special edition Jordans. Uh, some of the players got suspended for as many as four games. Some got two, and even the quarterback of the team got one a one-game suspension. But I'm shouting them out because it's just another example of why NCAA players need to get paid. Yeah, why the fuck are they selling? They're hawking their shoes. Like, these are, like, great, you know, like, super rare, you know, super cool. Make a lot of bank it's off like, of it. Just give them money. They shouldn't be hawking out their shit that they would love to have later on in life. Yeah. You know I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, the kids are being smart because everybody wants those shoes. I would spend a ton of money on those shoes. Oh, for sure. Team-issued Jordans? But it's like, come on, we got to take care of the, the these world-class athletes better than that. Yeah, yeah. but what was what was really interesting... Well, what was Luka Doncic doing, doing this last year? You know what I mean? He's, yeah. He's getting paid, hanging out with supermodels in Spain, doing shit like that, where these kids are living in dorm rooms. and Yeah. You know, they put a flat-screen TV in their, their room. They say, all right, we, we hooked you guys up. It's yeah. Like, no. But what was what was really interesting is that so multiple players from the same positions got suspended. So the NCAA agreed to like stagger the suspensions so they would have enough players to like field eleven guys on the field. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> so stupid. But that's college, man. That's yeah. college kids, you know? They gotta they gotta change the rule. These they're are they are they kids or are they pro athletes? Yeah. But all right, don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We're also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK Show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK Show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Later.